This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, hour three is upon us. I am your host, John Rush. Ken Honda joining us now all the way from Tokyo, Japan. He is a money and happiness expert. Ken, welcome. How are you, sir? Hello, how are you? I'm so happy to be invited to your show. Well, very appreciative of you joining us. I know that our time zones are way off, but thank you very much for joining us. And again, you are a best-selling self-development author in Japan. You have sold over 8 million copies since 2001. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, thank you so much, John. And I'm so happy to be there. I'm I'm actually joining you from your future. I'm Yes, you are. (laughs) It's already tomorrow there. You are correct. All right. So, Ken, one of the things we want to talk about today is it's a time of the year where people are out buying holiday gifts. And and in some cases, they're buying gifts on credit cards. They're not really able to even pay for them. They're either buying them on next year's income, which, by the way, I am am not in favor of doing. And I think everybody's always looking for that special gift that's meaningful to the person they're trying to buy it for. How do they do that? So uh, uh, I think, you know, uh, you need to have a certain budget. And if you just uh, think, uh, I deserve a better present, she deserves a, a better present, um, you, you will be beyond budget. So you have to uh, think of uh, new creative ways to budgeting yourself. Otherwise, you regret it, Nick, um, in January. And, and also, and I, I, at least for me, Ken, I want gifts that are meaningful, that will last if you would, quote unquote, the test of time, uh, you know, for, you know, for, for whatever that person is, whatever, whoever we're trying to buy for, at least me personally, I want to make it a gift that in, in a lot of cases, you try to buy a, li- a gift that will last a lifetime. I know that's not always easy to do, but personally, I want something that's going to last that they'll remember. Yes, exactly. And uh, so that's why you should come up with a creative ways, it may not cost you so much money, you know, if you uh, are creative, you know. Uh, if you are out of budget, I think you can come up with a beautiful uh, handcrafted card. Uh, mm. And in and on the card, you can just express your feelings toward the person. And that may be worth millions to that person. Good point. You know, instead of uh, expensive gifts. Good point. You know, cards are one of those things, too, to your point, Ken, that folks can store go back and look at, read again and again and again. It's To your point, it's those words that are written on the card that in most cases even mean more than the card itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just, uh, you know, feeling, uh, feelings toward them, 
uh, could warm their heart and just give them uh, how you feel about them. And that could be a better gift than uh, expensive toys in the store. Ken, you're the, the author of Happy Money. And, and I just got to ask, what is happy money? You know, happy money is money that makes you smile when you receive it. And also when you spend it, that gives you joy. Uh, uh, on the other hand, 95% of us are in the flow of unhappy money. Mm. Uh, when you receive a, your paycheck, you feel squeezed. Mm. When you look at the you know, bills, you get frustrated. That's unhappy money. Gotcha. No, that makes that makes total sense. Question for you as well, and and I think I know this answer. And I'm guessing that the best way to buy gifts that are happy or have that happy money feeling to the receiver is to not buy them last second or last minute, which, by the way, most men go out and shop for their wives on Christmas Eve, which is probably the worst thing <laughs> you could ever do. You have to put some thought on the front side of this to make it work, don't you? Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, so if you just have, uh, uh, like, cards, you know, you can write them at, you know, like two hours before your party starts. <laughs> so I think that's why I'm just throwing you the ideas of cars because, you know, <laughs> you don't have to prepare a whole lot. True. And, and a question I have for you, being you're in Japan, we're here in America, and I know in America we have the hustle and bustle of not only the holiday season, but it happens throughout the year. People are always pressed for time. Is that any different in your culture, or is that just a- uh, In Japan, a New Year's Day is more uh, focused and more important, Okay. whereas I think in North America, Thanksgiving. But I think uh, in general, um, overall, I think just around the Christmas time and also to the near um, New Year time, I think we'll, we would enjoy holiday feelings, and I think it's universal. Okay, so, so it's not just here in America that happens all over. So that intention, and I guess that's where I'm going with this, Ken, when you go to buy the gift, it's the intention behind it, not necessarily the price tag that has the meaning, right? Yes, unless you're uh, comfortable financially, I think um, we all have to sort of like agree on not spending too much money on gifts. Otherwise, you know, we're just dancing to the music that all the marketers and stores Good play. Point. Good and, point. Uh, no, yeah. you you are you are spot on with that. We we have got to get you know creative. Um, and and again, I. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, Ken, but I'm one that I start thinking about. You know, whether it be for a birthday or Christmas or whatever the case may be, I don't want to buy that gift last minute because typically you buy the wrong thing. It, it's usually overpriced. It doesn't have the same meaning. You know, I try to buy in advance as much as, as you can. And I know you can't buy next Christmas this coming January, but you sure don't have to wait until December 24th either. You need to be ahead of the game. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I have a friend who starts planning things in November. You know, if you have a month or a yeah. month and a half, you have enough time to prepare. But uh, we are so pressed with time, so we always feel rushed, you know. So I think we are getting serious around the second week of uh, uh, December. And I think by then, a lot of things are out of uh, stock. So, True. Uh, you know, you just... You just get sweaty in front of, uh, uh, you know, uh, your screen. You're, you're searching for Amazon, <laughs> no, True. no luck, and eBay, no luck. So I think you should uh, plan ahead. But I think we're a little bit late 
already. Yeah, right now, you know, you know, you are exactly right. If you have not got some of these things dialed in by now, there's roughly, you know, ten days or so left before Christmas. And if you look at the actual shopping days, uh, you know, it really people start celebrating at least here in America. Christmas next Friday, Saturday is Christmas Eve. So even on Friday the twenty third, some of those celebrations will get started. So the reality is, you have just a little over a week to get your, you know, your last minute shopping done, if you would. Right. So let's be creative now for for the next week. Mm-hmm. Good point. And and Ken, this is one of those where you have to think outside the box. A question I have for you is, you know, to, some people are very, very creative. I got to hand it to them. I'm not one of those creative people. I need more time. That's the only way I can be creative. I am not a last minute creative individual. Do you have any tips for people on how to be creative? So I think a handcrafted thing is usually, you know, not, not the best quality stuff, but I think uh, it conveys your feelings the most. Mm. So even if your handwriting is messy and your card or your cakes or your chocolate, or whatever you make could look lousy. But that uh, in, imperfect um, uh, present touches people's heart. So uh, you're not going to take the test. Um, so just... Um, true to be yourself, be authentic. And then if you uh, don't have um, much budget, just show your feelings. And I think, uh, you know, you can sing a song. Uh, It could be out of tune. It's okay, as long as it comes from your heart. And it doesn't cost you anything. Good point. Good point. Last question I have for you. Your latest book, Happy Money, The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money. Uh, Is that in English? Can people here in America buy that book and read it? Yes, it's actually in 27 languages. Okay. Uh, um, you can buy them on Amazon and I think uh, near bookstore. It's a yellow uh, cover and it has a smiley mark on, on it, so you, you can recognize it awesome. very easily. Awesome. Ken Honda, again, all the way from Tokyo, Japan. It's been a Ken, or Ken, it's been a joy having you. I appreciate it very much. Do you have a website folks can go and find you? Thank you. Uh, you can find me at KenHonda.com, Ken, K-E-N, Honda, as in a car, even though I drive Prius Toyota, but <laughs> KenHonda.com. <laughs> That's good. Ken, I appreciate it very much. Happy holidays, and thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thank you. I'm sending you lots of love from Japan. Thank you Merry very Christmas. much, Ken. Appreciate it very much. And all the way from Tokyo, Japan, folks. Yes, he is in the future. He's talking to us tomorrow. It is in uh, Japan, as, as of course, we would, we would know. I think if I, if I heard them say correctly, it's about 9.15 or so in the morning there. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's what they told me, Charlie. I think it's like 9.15 a.m. Uh, their time. So, again, some of you that know the time zones better than I could verify that. But I think that's what his handlers uh, told me. Anyways, uh, you can buy that book if that's something you're interested in. It might even be a great Christmas gift, by the way, which uh, Ken did not say. He didn't toot his own horn, which I appreciate. But happy Monday, the Japanese art of making peace with your money. Absolute electrical heating and air. Don't forget about the $29 furnace tune-up special they have going on right now. And on top of that, they can look at all of your filtration and determine what's best for you when it comes to having a healthier home at the same time. Uh, That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, 720-526-0231. You need to know about the issues that could eventually break your heating system. With a $29 furnace tune-up this week only from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, you can catch small problems while they're still small. 
Not only does a furnace tune-up with absolute stave-off major repairs, it also reduces energy costs through a higher performance, saving you more in the future. When you schedule your $29 furnace tune-up this week only with Absolute, they do a full diagnostic check of your furnace so that you're informed about any repairable issues before even giving them a chance to get worse. Improve longevity and efficiency of your furnace by scheduling a furnace tune-up, $29 this week only, with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Call right now to schedule, 720-526-0231, or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Kevin Flesh is next, and 303-806-8886. If there's anything you need legally speaking advice or you've got a case you need handled, whatever it is, give Kevin a call today, 303-806-8886. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now. 303-806-8886. All right. K&R Home Transitions is next. And as I said earlier, uh, those are things that can cause lots of stress. Take the stress out of it. Call two realtors, by the way, that can help you get done whatever you need done when it comes to that transition and reduce the stress. 720-437-8210. Living with your family in a multi-generational house makes sense until it doesn't. Talk to Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions before making this kind of commitment. The problems can sneak up on you. Expenses are high. Health issues can come up for you or your loved ones. And overall inflation just makes everything so much worse. Catherine and Robin can help you avoid these potential issues. They help you consider the risks of including your family in a real estate deal before you get locked into a living situation that can deplete your valuable resources like your time, energy, and money. Be informed when considering multi-generational housing with Catherine and Robin from K&R Home Transitions. Be positive that combined housing is the right move by calling them now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or leave them a detailed message by using the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Several of you have sent me uh, different articles on a Supreme Court case that will be Taken up, I believe, January the 6th. Don't quote me on that. It's in my notes here, but I, I think it's sometime after the first of the year. Yeah, January 6th. Uh, it's scheduled uh, in front of the Supreme Court. And this is a 
case about, uh, basically it's a lawsuit, uh, where these individuals are suing over the 2020 election. And it's the, I believe it's Brunson, Brunson, there's four brothers, if I'm not mistaken, that have actually brought this lawsuit uh, to the Supreme Court. And I've read quite a bit about it. I'll be honest with you. This would be one of those conversations that would take me probably an hour to explain everything that they're trying to accomplish. Bottom line, they're suing over the fact that the legislatures and the election process itself were faulty. In fact, they're suing the representatives in Congress and the Senate that certified the election when, in fact, they knew there was irregularities that they should have been paying attention to, and they chose not to. And believe it or not, the Supreme Court is taking up the case. Now, this is something that you're not going to hear it in any of the mainstream media outlets. It's not going to show up. You're not going to even know this exists. And I didn't until, actually, Annette, Colorado Greenhouse Builders, who's one of my great sponsors on Ready Radio, uh, she's the one that actually sort of got me onto this, and I started doing some reading about it, and then several others of you have also sent me different articles and things on it. But this is a case that will be taking up, again, January 6th. There are some template letters. They're floating around all over the Internet. If you would want one, I've got a few, uh, you know, a few samples of them. You can actually send to the Supreme Court your letter, your own letter if you want to, as to, you know, just your support of what's going on and thanking them for taking up the case and so on. How much meaning does that have? I, I have no idea how any of that works, folks. I, I'm not, I don't live in that world. I, I don't know. Um, evidently, it must have some meaning or somebody wouldn't have taken the time to, you know, build a template and have people send it in. And so on. But this whole lawsuit, it's Brunson versus Adams. So if you want to look it up, that's all you have to look for is Brunson versus Adams. It is on the dockets. And it'll be interesting to see how this goes, what they say, how they, you know, again, you're not going to get a verdict on January 6th, of course, because that's not how the Supreme Court works. We know that they will look at this. They'll take it up. And then they give their rulings later on. In this case, I don't know exactly when, but it won't come until uh, way after. Now, what will this mean in regards to the 2020 election? I have no idea. I really don't. It's amazing to me that they're actually taking it up. I'm just being frank. I would not have guessed this. And again, had some of you not informed me of what was going on, you are not seeing anything about this case on social media, you're not seeing it in the mainstream media. In fact, there's not even a lot of the conservative uh, newsletters, websites, and so on that are even talking about this. I'm not sure why. I don't know whether there, you know, some folks are trying to downplay it so that it doesn't get, you know, quote unquote sabotaged, or people just don't want to talk about it because they're afraid of the outcome. I don't know. I, I really don't know the answer to all that. All I know is that you can. Send a letter to the Supreme Court showing your support for them taking this up. You're, trust me, you're not going to have any influence upon what they do as far as an outcome goes. They will look at this, I believe, very much like they have all of the other cases that have come across their bench. And they will look at it in regards to the Constitution and what's going on there. And yes, there will be some judges that don't. 
But right now, we have a Supreme Court that's in the Constitution's favor. I I was going to say our favor, but it's the Constitution's favor when I say that, because this should not be a right or left issue. We want judges that interpret the Constitution for what it is, don't add their own bias and or political belief into it, but literally look at the law like it's supposed to be looked at, which is what they did with Roe v. Wade. And for some, you may not have liked that outcome, but they looked at it exactly the way they should. The left, their head's blowing up over this. They don't like the fact that not only are they ruling this way, but they don't even like the simple fact they're taking up some of these cases. They, they hate that fact. So trust me when I say that. They are upset. That's why you're not seeing some of these types of cases like this, this uh, you know, Brunson v. Adams. You're not seeing some of these cases even listed anywhere in mainstream media. Why? Because they don't want you to know. The less you know in their opinion the better. That's why you don't, that's, again, if some of you weren't on the in and didn't know that some of these things were going on, nobody else would either. So thank you uh, for sending that. This is a, I, I put this in my notes as it's a case worth watching. Not that they all aren't worth watching, but you get where I'm going with that. Some are definitely a lot more intriguing and we want to watch more so than others. This one especially is one that we definitely want to watch and pay attention to. So if any of you out there listening get any more information on this or, I'll, you know, here's the other thing that's interesting. I haven't had a single press release of any kind of guests wanting to come on air and talk about this case. Normally, I get in these kind of situations, you know, the Roe v. Wade, for example, I can't tell you how many requests I had for different type of legal experts to come on air and talk about that particular ruling. This one here. Nada. Zilch. Zero. I haven't had one single press inquiry for any special guest to come on and bring light to this. Not one. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not individuals out there that wouldn't. It's just I don't think it's at the top of a lot of them, a lot of their minds and and or they just don't know about it. That you know, some of them do and or maybe they just don't think it's a big enough deal to to you know, talk publicly about. It. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. I do know that typically, and again, not bragging, but you know, we'll get thirty to fifty inquiries a day. I'm not exaggerating for folks to come on air. Now, some of those are are you know are duplicates or they're very much the you know similar topic, and I weed through a lot of those. Some are from very liberal individuals that, frankly, we just don't need to give the time of day to. We get inquiries from all over, not just the right. So, side note, when you guys hear us have some sort of a more left-leaning individual come on air, it's because I've thrown some of them a bone, let them come on air, let them say what they want to say. I may debate them a little bit, which I have in some cases. I'm always polite and respectful of the guest, which I will always do. I don't want to be known as a tyrant on air to where those individuals never want to come on air. I want them to feel comfortable coming on air and talking to us because, frankly, I don't think you ever get anywhere with them if you don't. Sort of like Jordan Goodman on that, you know, roughly second Tuesday of every month that John from Cheyenne was talking about a moment ago. I feel that we've had a huge impact upon Jordan Goodman and how he views just life in general. Some may argue that, but I, I've known Jordan now. He's been coming on for about three straight years, I want to say. And I can tell you, and even producer Ann sent me a text message a moment ago agreeing with me that 
we have changed his position greatly in a lot of areas, including where we're at as an energy, you know, as, as energy goes in this country. Just one area alone, inflation. Early on, Jordan said, no, we're not going to have the kind of inflation that we're actually having today. We, you know, Andy and I both were spot on right, and now Jordan sees that. So, again, there's been a lot of things throughout the past three years that I feel like we've, quote-unquote, schooled Jordan on, and we wouldn't have that opportunity to do that if we didn't have those individuals on. So, as much as some of you may not like the fact that we have liberals that come on air, I actually enjoy it. I do not mind it at all. As long as they're respectful to us, I will be respectful back, and we can have a conversation. And and honestly, folks, both sides are guilty of this. Take five minutes here or so, three three or four minutes here, and, and say something. We're both guilty of shutting the other side down when we don't agree. I know the other side does it more than us, but let me tell you what. There are some folks on our side that do exactly the same thing. I've seen them. I've heard it. I've watched it. I've talked to them. There has to be some dialogue. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I or anybody else are going to cave in because of the dialogue. No. We need dialogue so we can explain our position on certain issues. Without any dialogue, how do you explain? You can't just have this dogmatic approach to everything and expect to get anywhere with people. It doesn't work that way. Andy and I talked about that some yesterday. Education getting through to people, sharing with them where we're coming from, what we believe in and why. You can't do that without some dialogue. So, yes, you will hear, and in 2023, you'll hear some liberals at time times come on air, and no, we may not agree with every single thing they're talking about, but I want to have that conversation and dialogue because I think it's healthy. And by the way, it keeps me sharp. If I have to study up and know what I'm going to be talking about when it comes to them, And their topic, I have to be sharper to do so. So it benefits me personally, and I hope at the end of the day benefits all of you as well because it shows how you can combat and talk to and explain to the other side what's going on in life. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Levi and Cassie are the owners. Levi was with us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour at about 3.05 and uh, learned a lot about plumbing and what upgrades can be done and different things that he can do around the house and also learned they will be open Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So if you have a problem on either of those holidays, which they are, you're welcome to call them and they'll come out and take care of whatever plumbing problem you've got. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Your sump pump protects your home from water damage when it's working. High Five Plumbing will ensure your sump pump does its job preventing irreversible water damage with a sump pump tune-up or replacement. Colorado weather is unpredictable, and snow can quickly melt into runoff that may find its way into your home by seeping into the foundation, causing water damage that you can't even see. Make sure your sump pump is in good working order with a repair or replacement from High Five Plumbing. Your sump pump prevents a minor plumbing issue from becoming urgent, but only when it's functioning properly. Call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445 to ensure your sump pump is ready for this winter weather. Or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com plumbing. Mention KLZ when you schedule any appointment for a waived service fee and a free tub of BioClean drain cleaner. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends in a high five. 
Extreme Auto Repair, keep that vehicle in top working order. Don't forget, tires are a big deal as well. We saw that just with this last snowstorm we had. They'll sell you Cooper tires at cost. 303-841-1071 or go to klzradio.com. You had no clue that your headlights were so dim until it started getting darker earlier. And then you realized you could hardly see anything while you were driving home. Extreme Auto Repair will restore your headlights at a reasonable cost without replacing them. Just by clarifying the lens. Don't drive when it's that difficult for you to see the road because that means it's harder for others to see you too. Headlight restoration is more affordable than the alternatives such as replacement or a DIY kit that takes forever and costs nearly as much. Only replace your headlights when you need to. When Extreme is done, your headlights will be functionally comparable to a new car for a reasonable price. Keep yourself and others safe on the road and avoid getting a ticket by calling Extreme Auto Repair right now. Set up your headlight restoration and routine maintenance at 303-841-1071. That's 303-841-1071. Or you can write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. All right. Is solar right for you and your home? No one can answer that except for Alan Davis. He'll come out, do an assessment of your home, and then tell you exactly how it works and how much money you will potentially save. 303-378-7537, and it's a no-obligation assessment. Imagine what having a $0 per month electricity bill would be like in retirement. As soon as you get solar installed with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners, you'll start saving on your power bill. The monthly cost for solar will never increase no matter how much energy you use. Owning solar is like having a net zero power bill that eventually turns into a monthly credit when you finish the monthly payments on the solar panels. What you save can give you extra money each month to use as you see fit. Installing solar used to be cost prohibitive, but not anymore. Just consider the amount of money you shell out every month on your power bill alone. The energy provider profits on that money because it isn't being invested. Investing your payments in solar means that money will actually serve a purpose. When you finish your payments, you won't have to pay for power anymore. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consultation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com sun. This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we're back. Absolute Electric Heating and Air, by the way. Don't forget about their $29 furnace tune-up special. That's only good for this week. So you have to call them this week to get that special offer. And then on top of that, we heard from Isaac earlier, where they can also help you out with any kind of filtration issues you have going on. Maybe you have a lot of dust in the house. Maybe your allergies are up. Maybe the ducts need cleaned. You name it, they can take care of all of that. And I say it all the time. Just go to klzradio.com. Look for Absolute Electrical Heating and Air there, and you can find them that way. Or you can also call them directly, and this is a special KLZ line, 720-526-0231. Scott Garlish joining us now, Stansberry Research. Scott, how are you, sir? Kellen, well, how are you this evening? I'm doing well, and we're ending, or getting close to the end of the year. You and I, after today, will only have one more visit until we call the year quits, and we've had a lot that we have gone through and talked about this year, uh, and I'm sure there'll be a lot more in 2023, and we'll talk about some of that here in just a few minutes. But before we get going, what did, did the Fed go a half a point? I didn't look today. What, where are we at? 
Yes, we are now at four and a half percent. Okay. Um, and they guided for peak rates around five point one percent next year. Okay. So we could see another yeah. half a point coming here at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they meet again at the end of January, start of February, and then right after that in March. So, yeah, you could see another 50 basis points in February or 25-25 February-March. Okay. Now, I know a lot of folks out there listening are thinking, okay, number one, is that enough? And, you know, and, and, and you, you, know, you already know my feelings, so... Don't have to go there as far as that goes. But, you know, a lot of folks are asking, you know, is that enough? There's a school of thought out there that they even need to go higher than what they currently have. I'm not, by the way, in that school, Scott. I think they have done far too much, far too fast. That's my own opinion. And I don't think they have the same effect that they once did. I think they're proving that over and over again. What are your thoughts? Okay, so there's a really interesting dynamic going on here that uh, people don't necessarily pay attention to. the real federal funds rate, and what the real federal funds rate is, that's the federal uh, funds target rate, which is 4.5% right now, uh, basically minus inflation, which yesterday the new inflation number came out, that was 7.1%. Right. So after today's hike, we have a negative 2.6% real federal funds rate. Okay. Now, crunching, crunching the numbers and doing the math, you know, in, in the past rate hike cycles, the Fed tends to stop after it goes into positive territory. We could see that in March. Hmm. I mean, that's that's three months away. I mean, if, if we see negative 0.1% on a monthly basis, and negative 0.1% contraction on a monthly basis in inflation in the next few months, we can actually see a positive real Fed funds rate in February. Okay. I mean, so the Fed could could be forced or could have a really good reason not to hike it, besides what they're doing to, like, the housing market and the economy right now. Right. Um, but from the way they look at things, they could be stopping a lot sooner than people think. Okay. All right. The Which, for some folks, would be huge news, and I'm one of those, by the way, because I feel like some of what they're doing is actually adding to inflation, because I've said it numerous times, I'll keep saying it, businesses don't absorb these additional costs. If they have an additional cost of, of line of credit and things along those lines, Scott, they're going to pass those right along to their customers. That actually adds to inflation, doesn't take away. I know that we were artificially low for a very long time, and no, yeah. I'm not expecting Fed funds to go back down to zero, but it would be nice that in the grand scheme of things out in the world, if we had real rates, mortgages, and so on of, you know, say yeah. four and a half to six percent, somewhere in that range, depending upon, you know, your borrowing power and credit rating and so on. I think that's a very comfortable rate personally, but again, I'm I'm not the ultimate economist, and nobody's going to listen to me. No, and I think you're right. I mean, look, zero percent interest rates. I mean, it's great. It creates tons, tons of liquidity, but it's just it's it's not reality. And that's you know, people could argue, man, the economy is great when we're zero percent, but it's like, is it really? Is it really a good good economy if we have to have? Interest rates at zero percent to keep it going. No, it's not. So, that, that's artificially low, right. and you, when we can't continue to do that either. So exactly to what you're saying in your line of thinking is yes. If we can have like that four to six percent range, I, I, I think that that's pretty good, and and that is not artificially low, and that's that's sustainable, and the economy can run well, and and 
things would be just fine. Question is, does the Fed see it the same way, or do you know top economists see it the same way? I, I do think the Fed. Look, I, I think the Fed messed up on the front end of this thing by saying it's going to be transitory and inflation, and it's taking longer to get inflation to start slowing down than they thought, and so they're they're wearing some serious egg on their face. Yeah, they are. Uh, and by the way, you and I told them that way back when. Not that they're listening to us, but we told them that. <laughs> yes. And I'll now, toot my own horn. Now, you and I both said it ain't transitory. It's here. Yes, but it's and now their problem is they uh, they don't want to go the other way and cut too soon because true they screwed up so badly in the front end they don't want to screw it up on the back end. So that's why Powell has said we're willing to see things uh, remain higher for longer. Now the one really interesting comment that came out of today that I don't think was fully appreciated. The last statement Powell made before this meeting, which was like two weeks ago at the Brookings Institution, he said that the labor market, and I believe we talked about this, the labor market is now structurally challenged mm-hmm. because there were a million and a half people lost due to basically COVID deaths and like three million people lost due to early retirements. Okay. So he, at the time, what he was foreshadowing is we're never going to get the unemployment rate back to where it was if this remains the case because we can't find four and a half million extra workers. If we had them right now, we would have a 5.7% unemployment rate. Right. But we don't. So I think Powell's signaling, hey, you know what? We're not, if we keep trying to raise interest rates till we see unemployment go back to five and a half percent. We're not going to. It'll it'll be 20%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think some of the economists that are thinking like, hey, we have to get it back to 5.5% and we have to lose all these workers, they're not realizing this yet. And so those are the guys who are saying, well, hmm. labor supply is just not coming back. We have to go to a crazy high number. And and I think until they figure that out, they're, they're going to be stuck in the wrong direction. Talk about the mutual funds and the outflows that have happened there, by the way. Yeah, so another dynamic that's happening here is because of this, because of all the uncertainty about where uh, the Fed's going to go with their interest rate target. And, and we think we're getting closer to it now, around five, five and a quarter percent. Um, but, you know, when investors become uncertain, they start to sell stocks. So they have cash to invest when they become more certain and they, they sort of know what the outcome is going to be for, for stocks in the market. So uh, as a result, that has caused a lot of people to, to pull money out of uh, their, their mutual funds. And in 39 of the last 40 weeks, we've seen about $333 billion come out of equity mutual funds. Okay. Now, that is a, that's a massive number when you consider, on a, I believe it's on an annual basis from 2010 to 2019, Morningstar, for the average year, sold $256 billion worth of inflows, not outflows. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a shift here of... Six hundred billion dollars in, in the, what's going on in, in the you know, equity mutual funds. I mean, mm-hmm. You can look at the stock market. You can look at the stock market and see this. Um, but the pace has picked up a lot recently. It, it's basically been about sixty-five billion dollars, or about twenty percent, over the last month. So the reason I, I point this out is, you know, in the last couple of decades, well, going back to like nineteen ninety-five, we've 
actually, I'm sorry, 1992, we've only seen this happen three other times. Mm. The first time was in October 2008, ahead of during the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. The second time was in January 2019, right at the end of the, uh, the, right, the, the start of the China trade war, right. and the Fed was hiking rates, and they came out that January and said, we're killing the economy, we have to stop. And then the last time we saw this was in October of 2020 on the tail end of uh, the COVID pandemic. Now, what's, what's really interesting to me is we went and ran the numbers on the S&P 500, the returns after you hit the massive selling points. And two years later, well, one year later, your average return is 27.5% dividends reinvested. And two years later, you, your average return is 34.3%. So to me, this highlights moments like this. When, when people are scared, I wouldn't go leveraging my house and throwing everything I can at it, but these are good investing opportunities to, for people that have disposable income that they're willing to, to risk and realize it, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Mm-hmm. But over the next couple of years, I, I think you can generate some, some very serious returns. Okay. And where do they put that money? I would look to do something as simple as a S&P 500 ETF, uh, that, the ticker symbol on that is SPY. And that, that covers the bases on all the different sectors within the S&P, so you're not like leveraged up to say Cisco or Google, but you, you're getting oil, you're getting consumer stocks, you're getting tech stocks, you're getting financials, real estate, utilities. You, you're covering again. Mm-hmm. Okay. If if you want to do, do something like an individual stock, um, I can't say this enough, but you know again, I, I love companies like Coca-Cola, McDonald's, mm-hmm. uh, what's another one, Bristol Myers, because these are names that no matter what happens, people are going to spend money on those items. Right, right. Good point. Where do you see, you talked about this a little bit this week, but uh, didn't get into great detail uh, on it, but oil. Oil's in the mid-70s right now. We're, you know, we've seen a huge drop. Prices at the pump have come down. And by the way, that's not because of what this administration or our supplies have done. It's simply demand has dropped worldwide. I've got to believe yeah. the feds are also looking at that. That also is going to help with the inflationary end of things. Although, if we're not careful, we don't add to the supply. We could we could see once things start to ramp back up again, prices go right back up high again. So, you know, we, we still need, in my opinion, need to be working on filling in that pipeline, getting extra supply and so on, which, no offense, Scott, I don't see us doing. But where do you see in 23, yep. you know, uh, where, do you th- where do you see oil prices headed? Yeah, so I think on the front end of 23, you're still going to see some drawdown. And the reason I say that is, you know, uh, we've seen all these headlines. China is going to scrap all their COVID policies. You know, the people watched all these guys at the World Cup get together in their masks on the stuff and rioted. So China's scrapping their COVID policies. They're going to try to be like the rest of the world. At first, that's going to cause some problems there. It's just, okay. There's no way around it. They've they, they got to play catch-up. So they're going to have increase in hospitalizations, all these other things. But it's going to take a month or two, like it did in America, for us to work through the, the peak of cases. They'll come back down. Things will be fine. Right. Turn to normal. Right. I agree. Um, so... As that COVID situation plays out in China, like it has everywhere else, demand will dry up for a couple of months, and then it will pick back up. So I wouldn't be surprised in like the second quarter moving forward in 23, as 
the global economy stabilizes and then you see places like China start to take off again, oil is going to really start ramping back up in the second half of 2023. Okay. And that's if, and there's an article on oil price uh, today talking about the Biden administration, the fact that there could be more restrictions on the horizon. I'm guessing that everything you just said is providing we don't screw it up even worse than it already is. Right, that's correct. Uh, we, we definitely do not want to do that. Yeah, we, we have enough restrictions in place already. It's already taken the wind out of the sails of most oil companies. We really don't need to add to that, do we? No, no. I mean, I tell you, one of the interesting dynamics, I've been reading some stuff recently about uh, one of Putin's aides is out there saying he's got everything set up, that he's ready to take off at a moment's notice with all his money and everything else. If, you know, for some reason next year, you know, early next year especially, the Russians have had it with what's going on to their economy and with everything Putin's done. And he's gone, and maybe a new government takes over, and the world busts up on sanctions. That could actually bring more oil supply into the market. That could be a, a really good thing, too. Good point. I hadn't thought really about that. And that's the other kind of elephant in the room is just the war going on over there right now. And when, if, when does it end? I mean, at some point it has to, but does it end in 23? Or, you know, I, I can't believe that thing would tarry on much after that. It, it, it's, it's costing both countries dearly. I mean, I would think, Scott, in the next two or three months they've got to get this thing sorted out. But, again, it's gone on longer than I thought it would. Yes, yes. Um, and it would be, you know, another place where it would be really huge is from – the producer inflation side, because as all those other raw materials started hitting the market again, it really, it really helped out on the supply side and would drop True. prices. And you know, again, those prices, those price cuts, could be passed on to consumers. They may not go down as fast as what the, the producers are saying, but still, they could lower prices for consumers. That would actually help economic demand pick up. That would support things like oil prices mm. because as people got out, spent more, did more. They need more gas. Good point. Good point. Scott, how do you how do folks find you? And uh, especially as they head into the new year, they're looking at goals and different things, things they want to accomplish in 23. How do they get with you? Sure. Come uh, check out stansberryinvestor.com. Um, you can ch- come check out our free stuff. Come check out our paid stuff. We're there not for Scott, as always, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you one last time next week, sir. John, thanks so much for your time. You bet, man. Appreciate it very much. And, again, I always say it, but I appreciate Scott taking time out of his evening. Where he's at, it's almost 8 o'clock, and I appreciate him taking time out of the day for us. Affordable interest mortgages next. Talked about interest rates a moment ago. Where are they going when it comes to mortgages? The only guy I know that can answer that is Kurt Rogers at Affordable Interest Mortgage. Any question you have, he is the call to make. 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913% the third, and the remaining years at 6.913% with an APR of 6.985%. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, 262 the third with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take aim. 720-895-0500. 3 to 1 buy downs available up to 95% loan to value. 
If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298-191, and rates subject to change. All right, Golden Eagle Financial. Again, we had Scott on a moment ago, but if you've got questions directly you want to ask and have somebody help you with all of those, that is Golden Eagle Financial. Al Smith, he would love to help you. Just go to klzradio.com. When you don't have a strategy for your money, you're being reactive rather than proactive. Financial advisor Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial is your resource for financial preparation moving into 2023. With proprietary year-end planning, Al Smith recommends only changes that he feels are genuinely in your best interest. As a fiduciary, Al will move your financial future in the direction that is truly in your best interest. Get your financial ducks in a row before the new year with year-end planning from Golden Eagle Financial. By proactively working together, your resolutions aren't just fleeting thoughts anymore. They're expert-reviewed plans. Get a fresh look at your plan with Golden Eagle Financial. Your source for year-end planning. Call now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Marianne with Brightview Landscaping Services said, I would just like to say that we really enjoy working with BES. If I need a toner, I just make a call and they send it out right away. If we have any issues with our equipment, which we rarely do, they come out right away and our copier that we lease works very well. I would highly recommend this company to any business that's interested in having great customer service and equipment that works great. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. One thing I was going to talk about today during health and wellness, and again, we had so many other things going on, I just get a chance to do it, but the top insurance claims during the holiday season. I've got a list here. We'll put a link up to the article on the website. But And I was reminded of this. You know, I'm over on the west side of town and belong to a Facebook uh, group over there, and there was a fire over in the Arvada area last night. And folks today were looking for some donations for the folks that were affected by that. And you know th- that is the last thing anybody would want this time of the year. Although it's more common than you think. And point being, and I've got a couple of minutes here to to share this with you. I may even get into this a little bit more on uh, on Fix It Radio on Saturday. But Christmas trees is one of the biggest reasons for fires and insurance claims this time of the year. Real trees. And sometimes it can be artificial, but typically it's a real tree. They get dried out. 
And anybody that's been around one of those trees and has watched one ignite, which I've seen, not inside the house, but out, they literally burn up like somebody doused gasoline all over them and struck a match. They literally go up that quickly, so fast that really any, hardly anyone has any time to react to that. So that is one of the largest things that insurance companies deal with this time of year is real trees. Now, I'm personally not a fan of real trees. I know some people love real trees. I'm not. I'm, I'm anal. You guys already know that. I'm particular. I don't like the needles dropping. I don't like the smell. I don't like all of what goes on with the mess, the whole nine yards. I'm a fake guy. Why? Because they're clean and easy, and they are far less of a hazard than a real tree. Plus, you can buy these ones now that have the lights built in. That's the coolest part about an artificial tree. They're done. Plug them in. You know, put them up, plug them in, hang some ornaments, done deal. Slick, easy way to go. Now, I know a lot of folks like real trees. They go cut them down. It's a tradition. All of that. Great. More power to you. I'm not that guy. Um, But some are. And all I'm going to say is if you're one of those real tree lovers, that is one of the biggest areas that you need to be paying attention to in your home to make sure that it does not become one gigantic fire hazard in your house. I'll leave it at that. I'll put the article up. Producer Ann will. You guys can read more of that on your own. I may get into a little bit of that on Fix It Radio on Saturday, but just be careful with all of those things, candles, things like that. Those are the things this time of the year that can become big, big problems. And last thing you want to have is your home loss due to fire because of something negligent that we could have prevented. Veteran Windows and Doors is next, and Dave Bancroft would love to help you with your joy score of your house. In other words, how to make your home more comfortable at the same time saving you money on your energy bill. 303-529-0720. Replace your windows this season without making sacrifices to your comfort. Relax, knowing that even when your installation is scheduled during the winter, Veteran Windows and Doors won't interrupt the functionality of your home. By installing one window at a time, they can contain temperature changes to one area of your home during the install by sealing off areas of the house where possible. Veteran Windows and Doors prioritize your standard of living now and in the future, too. Every job is fully weatherproofed and flashed by your technician, going beyond what building codes require so you never need to worry about the integrity of the insulation after the job is done. Replace your windows or doors this winter with Veteran Windows and Doors and ensure your comfort during the install and in the future, too. Call 303-529-0270 now. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com windows to make an appointment. Suck it up, buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, that's it for this Wednesday edition, by the way. Hump Day is over. You're getting closer and closer to Christmas. We've really only got a little over about uh, seven, eight days left because next Friday is the day before Christmas Eve, which will be a day off for a lot of individuals as well. So the National Crawford Roundtable plays next. If you want to hear any of the first hour of today's program, Health and Wellness, we had two great guests, by the way. Just go to the website, rushtoreason.com. You can download it there, forward it on to people, the link, whatever. It all works right there at the website. Otherwise, have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget, first hour tomorrow, Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House. We'll talk all things COVID like we always do. Get your questions ready. Text them in to me. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.